Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Got this big thumb wrestling match with Melissa, and last time I just didn't want to hit a woman, and I, I think that's why I lost. But I know she's training hard for this fight, for this match, for this thumb wrestling war. I have to accomplish my dream. I will do anything to be fightful champion. Because I know she's using Jimmy Van's money to train it as hard as she possibly can. So I need an edge up. I need some help. I need a montage. Ready. I'm home. This is my home. 
Okay. This is for the Fightful Championship. Ready. Set. Fight. <laughs> One. Two. Three. Fuck. It's the list and your boy with Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap. With Jimmy and Sean, sell pills for your dumb. Make a fantastic song. Make a fantastic song. Fuck! Fuck! Hey, Jimmy. A for effort, Sean Rossap. A for effort, buddy. What are you talking about? You know what? First, I want to give you credit for the... <laughs> I want to give you credit for the epic training that you put in for that matchup. And I also want to thank you for not including all of the footage of you training your thumbs for that matchup. So, good effort, Sean. Melissa remains the fightful champion. But what do you mean all the footage? You mean the footage of me beating off? Is it possibly? Is that, is that what you mean, Jimmy? Possibly, <clears throat> possibly. Yeah. <clears throat> What's up, you guys? It's the listen, you boy. It's uh, September eighteenth. This is number one hundred and thirty-nine. What's on your list, Jimmy? Oh, uh, the show is also brought to you by Alex Anderson, who we thank greatly for his one thousand dollar fightful select tier pledge i am ecstatic about it i am over the moon i could not be more thankful <clears throat> remember i told you don't mention the price just mention the name of the tier so the hall of fame tier whatever it was it was a, it was a rib tier is what it was it was a rib tier we we didn't expect it to actually happen but um <clears throat> to the point that i had to confirm i could get one of the prizes done yeah you sure did yep i did <clears throat> It's okay. Saying, it's good. It's good. I'm over it, guys. I'm over it. It's it's fine. Listen, you boy. What's up? You're you're over pneumonia, Jimmy. I am not. Pneumonia. <laughs> pneumonia takes a while to get over, Sean. Are you giving Brady pneumonia? Is it contagious? I it don't is know. not. It is not. Okay. I actually learned some things. I learned that you're actually contagious before you start to show the symptoms. And then not anymore. And then not anymore. Okay. That's what my doctor told me. But I am still, uh, I'm probably going to be another one or two weeks, uh, not 100%. So I apologize to the viewers because I don't have a mute button. I asked Brady, is there a mute button on this? <laughs> I will cough during this broadcast, and uh, there's no button, so I'm going to have to just, like, turn my head. But uh, Tell you what, next time I see Melissa, I'm going to press that mute <laughs> button on her jaw. Well, you're a She's already talking that shit on Twitter, and I don't appreciate it. You're a solid <clears throat> Owen, too, my friend. Solid 0-2, but, uh, you know, better luck next time, you know? <clears throat> so Melissa remains the fightful champion. I, from what I understand, though, as a consolation prize, she's going to buy me a Nintendo Switch. So, I'm, you know, I, ain't nothing wrong with silver, as Cal Naughton Jr. once said. And uh, thank you for the Super Chats. By the way, guys, if you donate a Super Chat, any amount, it helps us monetize this show that is going to get demonetized from my 
montage in which probably was my undoing. I think I overtrained Jimmy. You ever seen um, you ever seen Over the Top? Yeah. Bull Hurley said second sucks. Well, that's that's funny. Who who the hell did he ever beat? <laughs> well, he lost uh, to Stallone in the finale, so there you there go. There you go. Tim yeah. Traver says, Jimmy Van, I hope you feel better. Sean, Thank you. hope we can cheer you up, buddy. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm what? not done. I'm not done with my quest, Jimmy, because here's the thing. As you mentioned at the press conference, this is now under 24-7 rules. Now, I know a lot of people will be like, but, I mean, I mean, he's got a 24-7 championship. Why don't you all come up with something original? Why don't you all stop copying WWE? We're not. We commissioned this championship long before we, meaning Jimmy, not me at all, Uh under this idea. (coughs) But WWE clearly got word of it and rushed the championship just to spite us. That's Just to spite us. We actually came up with this months ago. And Sean yeah. and I spoke about it months ago, and then suddenly we heard WWE was doing it. And we were like, oh, isn't that nice? Yeah. But uh, so, so we decided, well, we might as well change it. I think I said we'll call it the 365 title or whatever bullshit. Fightful Championship works best. There you go. Well, yeah, 365 rules, I should say. Uh, but yeah, and I'm not done. Rules. I'm, I'm going to keep at it. I'm going to keep at it. I'm going to make frequent, frequent, often trips to Toronto just to go after this championship because it, it truly is the most important thing to me. On my dime, probably. Somebody just said I'm a good hand. You know what? There you go. Was that Shane Helms? He got so mad. I need to isolate that clip one day. You should. You should. Cody Rhodes? Oh, man. Uh, so, oh. the list. Let's get it. Let's get to it. By the way, FightfulSelect.com, the most direct way to support us, by the way, guys, after this show, the list goes on. Uh, we've made some big changes to Fightful Select. We have the list goes on, which is uh, bonus content here. It replaced Stupid People Extended. That's right. Uh, we have the 205 Live NXT, NXT UK show, No More. Now Steven Jensen has picked up UK and 205 Live duties. Alex Pawlowski will be doing Sour Graps over there, which I'm excited about. And tonight, right after NXT here on Fightful, we have the NXT post show. But I won't be on it, Jimmy. I'll be on a Triple H media call. Streaming concurrently. 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 There you go. Well, let's talk about that. So they debut on USA Network tonight in America. Canada is not getting shit live that I know of. I don't know if anywhere else in the world is either. But uh, USA is going to be showing it. Um... Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong for the North American title. I love Velveteen Dream. That dude is so good, so creative. They need to keep him on the brand because he's going to be the top star if he's not already on that brand. So yeah. uh, so he's going for the North American title. Matt Riddle against Killian Dane in a street fight. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be, and you know that you, know, you and I are both Riddle fans for obvious reasons, so that's kind of cool. And then uh, number one contender, Fatal 4-Way. Uh, Mia Yim versus Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai versus Bianca Belair. Who do you think they're going to have as the next challenger for Shayna Baszler? Who do you think's winning that one? Personally, uh, I, man, I don't know if they could go to Mia Yim after the way that that match just went. I don't think they could, no. I, I don't think that's a good one. Oh, that that's tough. That That's one that I don't really have. I, I thought that they would lean towards somebody new that they're bringing in because, right. I mean, she's ran through the division. Yes, yeah. I guess we'll see. I, I kind of like Bianca Belair. She's, she's, she's yeah. got personality. You know what I mean? I thought they would have put that title on her much, much sooner, though. Yeah. Sam Roberts doesn't agree, but I, I think she's got a lot of <laughs> charisma and personality. And I talked uh, to Sam a little bit this week. Oh, did you? Uh, 
about a certain funny talking point, but Shayna is almost one year into this run. She is 11 months in. And I mean, it, it's really well, a lot longer than that because Kyrie Sane won it for what, two months? And Shayna had held the title for over four months prior to that. So really, since WrestleMania 2018, it's primarily been Shayna Baszler. Yeah, I think she, I think she's done a, a really good job. She's believable in that role. Yeah, you know, let's let's uh, touch upon the Anthem acquiring Access TV thing. So last week we were going to go in depth on this on the Listen Your Boy, and then I got hit with pneumonia, couldn't do the oh, show. I, I went deep. I know you did. I know you did. I, I ended up. Uh, I took the list from last week. I converted it into an article called the Written List. I put it on Fightful Select. I told Sean to go ahead and throw it up today on the uh, main site. In that article, I went in depth on my thoughts on this thing. Uh, we're not going to go in depth today, but I'm going to ask you 60 seconds or less. Sum up your thoughts on Anthem acquiring Access TV. Uh, bad for a whole, really good for Impact. Uh, objectively great for Impact. Bad for the MMA world, um, but uh, yeah, I think it's a really, really good move for Impact Wrestling. Looks like it's already a good move for AAA because <laughs> after they used Impact's promoter license this weekend, their show will air on Access. But I don't know what it means for New Japan yet. Don't know what it means for Women of Wrestling yet. But uh, we'll see. But there were some moves made right out of the gate that were not promising. But then there's some stuff that's happened since that was kind of promising. So it's too early for me to tell. When I first heard this news, the first thing I thought of was where the hell are they going to get the money? Like when the rumors first came out, I thought, where the hell are they going to get the money? Who would have known that they pulled Steve Harvey out of their pocket? Oh, and, God. And got money out of him. But the other thing, too, because they haven't gone in depth about this, anybody that knows Leonard Asper, so Leonard Asper is the uh, the founder of, uh, of Anthem Sports. He, prior to starting Anthem Sports, took over his dad's media empire called Can West here in Canada. It was a multi-multi-million dollar, if not billion dollar, media empire that his dad built from the ground up. Leonard Asper killed it. Uh, he bankrupted it. And he did that by making deals such as in 1999, Sean, he spent over $4 billion buying newspaper companies in 1999. Oh. And, and, Writing was already on the wall. Yes. And, yeah. he, and, he, and he got the money to do that by way of loans. And he killed Can West because of the debt from those loans. And so my assumption, and you know, you shouldn't assume, my assumption is that aside from Steve Harvey, they got the money for this access purchase by way of loans. And so they're probably in debt on this thing again. And you kind of look at it like, you know, Mark Cuban, maybe he's ahead of the curve. He sees where cable television is going and decided maybe this is a smart time. I can maximize my investment here. Maybe this is a smart time to pull back. Let's go to Leonard Asper. I was joking with Sean off the air. If anybody was about to uh, invest in a fax machine manufacturer, it'd be Leonard Asper in 2019. We'll see where it goes. It, it is good for Impact Television, but people have to remember because Impact owns it. There's no right fees in this. So it's not like, yes. the, it's not like they're suddenly going to spike their budget. I don't think their budget's going to change. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but they do now have a U.S. footprint, uh, which they didn't really have before because Pursuit was useless. Twitch was doing 4,000 yeah. views a week. So, uh, so they do have a U.S. footprint. Not now. even 4,000. It was like three last week or, uh, live. And, I mean, there were a lot of misconceptions based on the video that I put out because I included the Killer Cross stuff. That's a different conversation for a different day. But right. there were a lot of people that were like, oh, you really think they just did this to get impact on TV? No, I no. don't think they just did that to get impact on TV. But no. impact is on pursuit without this deal. 
Yes. And if Anthem doesn't own Impact, I don't know what I don't know what the hell Impact's on because they're not on Pursuit either. So no, what, you're what, right. What what the hell are they on? I don't know. We'll YouTube, see. YouTube, yeah. But but we saw what happened when Anthem came in and bought Fight Network. They, I'll, I'll put it like this, Jimmy. John Pollock and Wei Ting have profited more than Impact Wrestling since they got fired by the Fight Network. Yeah, Impact Wrestling hasn't turned to profit at all. And meanwhile, post-wrestling is thriving. They're doing very well. They fired two very talented people that clearly could have helped them. They don't have that law platform anymore that was a good one that you need for your wrestlers who need exposure. They got rid of Robin Black, who, as we know, is very, very good. They got rid of a lot of other people. And then right out of the gate, they got... They got rid of a couple of key names, a couple of key people like Adam Swift, who helped get Ring of Honor on TV, helped get New Japan on TV, and helped get Women of Wrestling on TV. Now, there are impact stands that are like, well, they're on. They got access. What the hell? They need somebody that can get them on TV for. You think that's the, only, the guy's only skill set? Like That ain't the only thing that he did there in 12 years. Clearly, he's valuable at doing that. Clearly, he's able to craft relationships with companies, with broadcast companies, and, and make those work and make those fruitful. And that's something that Impact, regardless of channel, regardless of regime, regardless of anything, has desperately needed. If any company could use a, a little boost in PR, a little boost in publicity, it's Impact Wrestling. Because with the roster they have, they shouldn't struggle. They should, they should flourish. Yeah, I mean, to me, the Fight Network layoffs and the Access layoffs are two very different things. The Fight, ne mm -hmm. Fight Network layoffs was, uh, they're just trying to cut budgets because they were in the red. The Access TV layoffs, and I, I saw some people on Twitter that were saying, you know, don't be assholes and say that this is, this is business because people lost their jobs, but it is business. And it's the unfortunate reality of business. It happens every day when one company acquires another. Does it suck? Yes, but it happens every day. I've been a part of it. I've been part of companies that were acquired and I got laid off. Because that's what you do. The, the first thing the buying company does is they go in, they look for redundancies, and they trim them because they have their own people. And here's, here's the issue with that with these people. There's nothing about the experience that those two people had that was redundant to me. And, and I mean I've dealt with Anthem. I've dealt with Impact, and they have some really good people like Ross Foreman. I like him. He's very good. <laughs> but what Adam Swift could provide, what Cindy could provide, they, they, they had mentioned redundancies, and that's what Asper said. Yeah, that's what it but is. But like I said – there ain't nothing redundant about those two people, especially when you're dealing with a company or dealing with uh, multiple wrestling companies, including one that is very clearly out there saying they don't like you. Yeah. Davey Boy Smith Jr. in an interview said that they were still mad about Jeff Jarrett screwing over Okada, which is funny because Jeff Jarrett That's still the case, them. right? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That he said that. He said that he wanted to go work for Impact, and New Japan was like, oh, but Jeff Jarrett – screwed over Okada, and he's like, Jeff hasn't been there in years. Not only that, Jeff has worked for New Japan since then. Right, and Callis and Demore weren't there either, and Anthem didn't and, own it. I mean, that was and, that was a long time ago. And Callis and Demore have tried to bridge that gap from what I understand. My God, there's yeah. just so much. Also, there's so much, by the way, of Super Chats. Andrew says, for Halloween, Jimmy, please dress like the Mountie. Uh, Edward Liu says, just want to start supporting Fightfuls. A few of my comments have made the show, and I really love the work and put into the channel. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Uh, we don't re rely on clickbait. Jimmy gives us a lot of creative freedom and it shows Brian Medina, uh, who is a true son of a bitch says, Sean, and he misspelled my name. It's okay. You came up short like Gable and King of the ring. 
<laughs> Zach Connor says, I'm going to war games in November. <clears throat> I'm exceed, excited to see what matches are made for these live shows. I am too. Tonight, I think we'll start to set the stage for that. Rob Wilkins says, Jimmy, glad you're here. Thought we almost had a Warren Hayes moment. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. he died. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know what? Jimmy, I will say this. I will say this. When different people found out that I had pneumonia, they were thinking, oh, my God, he's on his deathbed. It kills people. Yeah, but those are people. Not, number one, they're they're typically old. Number two, they typically don't take care of themselves. Hey, you got 43-year-old porn stars dying of casual or uh, what was it natural causes. Well, who was that? Some porn stuff. I saw it today. Jessica James? Jessica James? Natural um, Causes? 43. It's what no it says. It was way. natural. No, it utter nonsense. Utter nonsense. Anyway, on one of those super chats was a request to hear your early prediction for Stanley Cup winner this year. Oh, that's a good question. Um, so, I, I don't know if you've been following hockey. Things are very I different. So things are very different in terms of contracts right now. Things are out of control. There are guys coming off their three-year entry-level deal now, getting $11 million on their next contract a year. Mitch Marner's heavily overpaid, and the Leafs should be I just, embarrassed. I just passed my three-year mark, Jimmy. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, if, uh, if the Lightning can sign Braden Point, then I'm going to pick the Lightning because Braden Point is their last major RFA, and they don't have cap space left currently. If they yeah. can sign him, I pick them. Uh, and if they don't, then it's a bit of a toss-up to me. I could see the Golden Knights having a good year again. I honestly think the Maple Leafs are going to have a good year, which it's, it, it pains me to say it because I'm not a Toronto Maple Leaf fan, but I think they're going to have a good year. I think their, their core is very good. I think their defense is better than last year. But if the, if the Lightning sign Brandon Point, I think they learned their lesson last year when they went out in the first round. I think they were a little bit too cocky, uh, and I think they learned their lesson. So I think they got a good shot. Melissa sent a super chat for $2 Canadian, which, uh, to be honest with you, is like $1.50 U.S., and I don't even know if you can send that amount in the U.S., and says, Sean is redundant. That's very cute. It's very cute. Very like that. Yeah. yeah. Low energy, Melissa. like that. Let's move on. I want to uh, I want to talk about the draft. So I'm not a football fan. I haven't been watching football, but I hear that they are really promoting WWE a lot. Uh, and I understand that the news of the upcoming draft broke during football coverage. Is that true? Yeah. Yes. Really? It did. Was that it by was, design? Uh, yeah, it was. Okay. Uh, Tom Brenneman, uh, I heard it on the Reds game, which or Reds, the Bengals game, and it seemed like that was the first one to kind of put it out there, and it just so happens I'm a Bengals fan, sadly. So I, I was out there, and I was able to get that. As soon as I uh, – Heard that I issue or I requested a comment from WWE. They had a press release out in about twenty twenty five minutes. So yeah, they confirmed it. The draft. Well, they they announced on Fox that the draft would be on SmackDown. Then WWE announced Raw and SmackDown, of course. Yep, and apparently they're going to have personalities from Fox and NBCU announcing some of the picks. I'm not going to lie. I can't name one Fox personality. I don't know if I can name one NBCU personality because I'm not a big Todd uh, Crisley. I you always mention him. He's, is he still relevant? Isn't he going to prison? Uh, might be. What uh, about Stewie Griffin? Peter Griffin. I mean, that would be funny. I would like that if they could pull that. Why, they off. could. Why couldn't they pull that off? I mean, I suppose they could. I suppose they could. Let I don't ask, see. Yeah, I don't see a way that they couldn't. Let me ask you this question. So you know, we're not going to do a a big mock draft here, but uh, your number one pick for SmackDown, your number one pick for Raw. Number one pick. 
It, well, it depends on who gets the first overall pick. First overall pick, SmackDown I think, probably because they're going first. Okay. I think should be a woman, one hundred percent. Because if you here's here's the thing, they're hoping to capture lapsed fans. Obviously, I think a really really good way to indicate to lapsed fans that hey things are a little bit different than the last time you probably watched is to establish that maybe the most important person is a woman. And I wouldn't hate it if they did four horsewomen back to back to back to back like that. Yeah, they won't to do that. really to really hammer it home. Like kind of like a one upping situation. But then again, we don't know like we don't know if this is gonna be Bischoff and Heyman doing it or yeah. just things read off. So we don't know if there's gonna be that sense of competition. Number one should be a woman. Number two, uh well also you gotta wonder will champions be involved? How will that work? Usually they are. Yeah, will champions be picked? Um, will it be slotted? I don't know. We're going to do a, dra- a mock draft ahead of this, but I would say number two should be somebody like Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar. But in the past, like they, they've not had Roman Reigns number one. They've not had John Cena number one. They were very careful to do that. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I think I'd probably uh, put Braun high up. I'd probably have Braun go to SmackDown because he needs to change the scenery very badly. They dropped the ball with him so so badly in the last two years. So I'd have him high up. Uh, and I would also have uh, Brock. Brock is still technically a Raw guy. SmackDown is going to be the number one show for WWE uh, as of two weeks. So I would have Brock going to SmackDown as well. Uh, let's talk about that. So uh, Kofi Kingston. I think WWE, we criticize them for their booking a lot. We criticize them for the handling of so many guys like Braun Strowman, like Drew McIntyre, who I could go on all day. Kofi, I think they did a masterful job with Kofi Kingston from before WrestleMania. They have protected him more than anybody else on the roster, male or female. His finish, Sean, they have protected. He beats everybody. He beats everybody with Trouble in Paradise. Uh, Unfortunately, and people may may agree with me or they may not, Kofi's just not the guy, even though they've tried really hard with them. And Kofi, to his credit, I think, has tried really hard to make it work as WWE champion. He's not the guy. Uh, and and to me, it's been noticeable his his uh, the the crowd reactions to him, especially when Biggie's not doing his ring entrance, when it's just his music hitting, no reaction hardly. His matches not much reaction. We're not seeing much in the way of movement with ratings, live event attendance, anything. He's not the guy. So I think it's smart of WWE to to start the new new uh, generation, if you want to call it that, or the new era on Fox by having Brock Lesnar beat Kofi Kingston for the WWE title. Brock. Things are just different when he's out there. You know what I mean? And I'm always talking about how I'm a Brock Lesnar fan because he's believable. There's an aura with Brock Lesnar nobody else has. And WWE needs to tap into that. He's going to beat Kofi Kingston, or he should, for the WWE title. And then uh, they got to go with Brock on SmackDown, I think. I think that's what's going to happen. So, so, well, here's the thing. I think Kofi was the right guy and was the guy at the exact right time. And that's, I agree, too. I agree, and too. And you could do a lot worse than that. With Brock... What is the benefit of having Brock Lesnar as WWE Universal Champion? You know what? The problem with WWE, again, is that they have not successfully made any main event babyfaces. Uh, and what Brock Lesnar needs is a main event babyface. He needs somebody that the crowd is going to believe this guy is a legitimate challenge for Brock Lesnar. And, and unfortunately, I mean, yeah, everybody knows that it's predetermined entertainment, and, and, and that's fine. People don't look at Kofi Kingston as a legitimate challenger for Brock Lesnar. They don't, even though it's predetermined entertainment. Like, Brock, how, how don't they as compared to anybody else? 
Uh, I think that people look at Kofi like he's out of Brock's league or, or Brock's out of his league, like he's not a legitimate. Well, I mean, that, that's the that will be the story, I would imagine. Yeah, but I, I, I think if Kofi were to beat Brock, let's say Kofi had trouble in paradise and beats Brock, I think it's mm-hmm. going to be like a fart in church from the live crowd. I don't think they're going to pop if Kofi beats Brock. That's just, that's maybe, just my Maybe, opinion. but I mean, it's the underdog story is one as old as time. I mean, we saw it Michelle is. Pereira doing moonsaults in a UFC fight the other day should have killed this guy that he got his ass whipped by the other day. Somebody, did, got, a, somebody did a moonsault in the UFC? You didn't see that? <laughs> no, no. He, he did a handspring, like, elbow. And, yeah, he was Back the, the same guy him. that did the lion salt off the cage a few months ago. No, he did this in as a, as a finishing yes. move? No, I, oh. he didn't do it as a finishing move. He did it as a move, then got gassed out and got his ass whipped for no two and a half way, rounds. No way, no way. I got but every. And then the underdog, the guy with a hundred or with a thousand followers that took the fight on one day notice, took a fight up a weight class against a guy who should have been two weight classes higher than him, cut forty pounds to make one seventy, got beat him, and not only that, beat him, got a hundred thousand dollars for fight of the night because dude missed weight. Like it was an ultimate underdog story. It's a story as as old as time. Like, and I'm looking at this. Almost everybody watching this either. Either they think it's real or they know it's fake. And if they know it's fake and they have a problem with the story, then that's fine. Yeah. But to be like, oh, well, he's not believable. How is any of this believable? You know what? I, 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 almost, I think back to what Eric Bischoff said in the, uh, the Monday Night War documentary. And I'm not saying Eric Bischoff's right about everything he's ever said. But he said one thing he said back in the day. Uh, the, re- the crowd, when the outsiders were doing their thing, right? When they were first coming on. Eric Bischoff made a comment. He said, I think a lot of wrestling fans watched our show and they would watch other segments and other matches and they'd say, okay, that stuff is all predetermined and that stuff is all set up. But the outsiders, that's real. And, mm-hmm. and Bischoff said a lot of people bought it. A lot of people thought that these are really guys from WWE coming over. Yeah. I, th- I think that there is a sector of the fan base that looks at Brock Lesnar and thinks, this guy's really kicking that guy's ass. Like with the sure. German suplexes and everything. That's what makes I mean- him different. I mean, hey, there were people who legitimately said in our YouTube comments that Goldberg would beat up Matt Riddle. So there are people who will believe anything. Really? Oh, yeah. Ugh, oh, yeah. That there hurts are people me who believe anything. That hurts me a little uh, bit. I'll tell you what. I believe you guys should check out the full interview I did with RJ City because I'll tell you what. He ain't getting drafted, number one. He ain't sniffing this draft. <laughs> Take a listen at some of the highlights. I did just notice there's a wonderful fridge of Stella and Monster and water, and you did not say a single thing about it. You you did not offer. It's too late now. We started. Well, here's the thing. One of my knees is red. What is this setup? I I I feel like Frazier's dad. I know. This is terrible. This is my logo. This This is is just this whole thing is my logo. Your future Titantron is this. Yes. So why did this strike you, and what do you want to say about it? I just want your thoughts. Like maybe some. You want my thoughts? (laughs) This is a tweet. (laughs) Okay, so I just want to—I just want to say—we've got an honest to God world champion, like sitting, just like what the fuck am yes, I doing here? The wonderful. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? 
That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Greg Gagne is with us. <laughs> Greg um, is this like a thing that you picked up from show business? Because you don't hear all this ass-eating talk in pro wrestling. I first heard at a poker table, Ed Asner told me. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I said, if it's okay. good enough for Ed's yeah. ass, it's good enough it's for mine. good enough for yours. Yeah, if it's good enough for a Lou Grant rim job. I call them Lou Grants now. Uh-huh. Give me a Lou Grant. And they say, you got spunk. I'm going to pretend that I know who some this of those terrible. people are. This is terrible. Is there anyone over the age of, of 62 that oh, could perhaps interview me? It would be a lot better. So we will talk about... Hey, do you want a Stella or a Monster or anything? Do you? Do you? I, no, I was, no, 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 I was just offering. They're watching this on their phone That's on true. Starbucks Wi-Fi. It's the lowest That's resolution. A That's a good No point. one cares about quality anymore. <laughs> it's just content, content, content. Is there any other ones? Is this it? Is this all I've tweeted about rim jobs? That seems strange. I have two things, non-wrestling things in development right now. What's that? I'm not telling you because they're not? in development. And they scale have, back. and I've said no. Yeah, okay. uh, because whatever, some of them are not very good. Not that it, not very good for me. Yeah. For someone else, they may be great. Probably, I'll say it. If any companies are interested, probably a bad idea to sign me. Do you think that Mick Foley has ever gotten the rim job? Ah, uh, Do you want a Stella? Do you? No, I'm, I'm good to sit you, here. I'm, I'm fine. You, I'm getting you. No, I'm going to get bloated, and then people are going to confuse me with Rhino when we get to the match. We're well, in a digital age. Nobody's sitting there with a pen and paper. You just told me to make a list. Come on. You're stressed? I am. And you need to calm down. Check out that full interview <laughs> over YouTube.com slash Fightful or under our exclusive section. That guy is very, very entertaining. And right now you got MLW, Ring of Honor, NWA, Impact, three, four, five WWE brands, AEW. I would not be surprised to see him get signed. That guy had just – he's – I don't want to say it. He's just him. That's just him. But that was – I don't think we – really talked about wrestling basically the extent of wrestling we talked jimmy was him explaining that wrestling companies shouldn't sign him i mean that's a good uh, good way to go about doing business i guess i hope i'm not drinking yeah. his beer right now that he had uh, probably no you drank it you drank it after the show i drank it after the show that's good yeah that's good good for me uh i want to i want to talk about brock again so i want to ask you this if brock does beat kofi kingston and if he does win the wwe title who's next for brock lesnar because going back to my previous point I just don't think WWE has done a good job of making any main event baby faces. So if he beats Kofi, who's next for Brock unless they just go back to Kofi? Like, what else could they do? I think there would be a bit of a story in Kofi chasing again, but it, it depends on how much they're committed to Kofi because, hey, like you mentioned, WWE hit it out of the park with him. They, they pivoted. They created a WrestleMania moment. They made him very strong and forever now – 
they will have a legit former WWE champion. Not Jinder Mahal, yeah. where nobody asked for it. It's true. Nobody asked for it. They've got a legit one now. And now they've got, a, they've got built-in stories of members of the New Day for a long time. But Braun Strowman keeps losing. Samoa yeah. Joe's lost a hundred times. It yep. can't be them. No. It cannot be them. So who is it? Well, I, I guess we got to wait and see based on how the, the rosters fall because it's like I can't really tell until then, and I'm not sure that they know. What do you think about Brock doing the open challenge gimmick? I would love it, and I would love it if he did it on SmackDown sometimes. There ain't nothing wrong with somebody answering an open challenge, eating an F5, and him pinning them. I think he should on SmackDown for sure. Yeah. I think he should. Let me ask you this, and, and I've talked about this in the past. What do you think about them rehabilitating Bobby Lashley? putting him on the SmackDown brand, focusing more on his MMA background, and then you've got a natural matchup with him and Brock. Like, do you think that's something they would even consider doing? I would, go, I would go as far as to have him take a Bellator fight against an absolute can, like in January before the Royal Rumble or something, have them crush him, nudge Bellator and say, hey, let us use this footage, we'll let you use Bobby Lashley type of thing. Just let him crush a can and say, Brock Lesnar, you're next in the cage, right. in the cage. Then have him go. Maybe he wins the Royal Rumble or whatever, and you lead to that. You can rehabilitate Bobby Lashley. I think so, too. And I, I think that visual, and not, not just the visual of them in the ring together, Lashley physically, if anybody on the roster is going to hit Germans or belly-to-bellies on Brock Lesnar, it's Bobby Lashley. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and hey, I wouldn't hate seeing Leo Rush back with him either. Because you know what I wouldn't mind seeing? Leo Rush and Paul Heyman talking to each other. You want to see Leo Rush do a, a live performance of his song in the ring? It's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Dude's a good musician. I'll give him credit. He's he's very good. But um, I would love to see that. Lashley on his own in Impact cut some really great promos. Yeah. He walked around like he was the baddest dude on that roster because he knew that he was, and he acted like it, and he – he sold me. I love that title run. And, and he looks it, yeah. Yep. Is there any truth to the rumor that uh, Cole and Graves are going to do SmackDown exclusively and Vic Joseph? And uh, is it Dio Madden? Dio Madden, yeah. I've, I've asked and I haven't been told anything. You haven't been told? Yet. Okay, okay. Because that, I realize again that come October 4th, uh, SmackDown is going to become WWE's primary brand just based on the network and all of that. I get all that. But Vic Joseph and Dio Madden, with all due respect to them, that'd be a massive drop in terms of, you know, known talent. I'm not saying they're not talented because they are, but in terms of, like, known talent, it'd be a big drop-off for Raw. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it would be. And they they got Vic some reps in a few weeks ago, which was was good, and I thought that he did well. But I I think they need to make big, big changes based on how the commentary presentation is, is put out there. It needs to be more human. It has to be more human. And I'd make it a two-person team. I wouldn't do a three-person team. And to be fair, Corey Graves makes things way more human. He's got a sense of humor. He he has some really great lines. Yes. There were, I, I put him over heavily on this week's show for saying, why is it that Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins care so much about being tag team champions? Because it means more money. It means more exposure. It means a better quality of life. Damn, I love that. That was that was good. I also think that he has laid off the nicknames. Yeah. It's not as noticeable to me anymore with him saying the nicknames a thousand times a night. Now when he does it, it's almost like tongue-in-cheek, like, oh, it's the goddess, because he's obsessed with Alexa right. Bliss on right. there. Like, I, I think that's that's kind of funny. I dig that. 
All right, let's talk about AEW. They announced the brackets for the tag team tournament, uh, and they announced the date. So it's going to be Young Bucks Private Party, October 9. And then on the 16th, two matches, Lucha Brothers, uh, Jurassic Express, Best Friends, SCU, and then the Dark Order gets a bye. Um, who do you have winning this thing? And this doesn't even include Los Periquas. Like, they got a stacked tag division in AEW. Who do you have whoa, winning whoa, this whoa, thing? Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you mean to say Los Bariquas? Yeah. Yeah. Who the hell is Los Bariquas? So there so I've heard that a potential name for LAX is going to be Los Bariquas. Did you not like know Savio that? Like Savio Vega and Miguel Perez. They called them that on uh on All Out. They referred to them as that more than once. Are you shitting me? Did no. they really? I haven't yes. watched the podcast. Yes, they did. They referred to them as that more than once and there's been speculation that they might either call them by their name, so they might call them Santana Ortiz, or they might call them Los Pariquas. There's been speculation about that. Uh, but I, I've not seen that or heard that. Yeah. I need to go back and watch that. Yeah, I watch would call it. them the, well, even though the, one of them wasn't a dead president, I would call them the dead presidents. My God, you're coming out there with president masks on. Yeah. It's a TV show, Jimmy. I guess. Anyway, who, who's based on what you're seeing from these brackets, who are you thinking uh, is going to be victorious in this thing? It should not be Dark Order. My God, it should not be Dark Order. That would be a Roman Reigns task, <laughs> not to that level, but push just down the stairs type of thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, people are saying they called them Los Bariquas. I can't believe that. Mm-hmm. That's that's too, uh, that and the proud and powerful name. I just think those are bad names. Yeah, they called them um, Gosh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Private Party get the win over Young Bucks. Lucha Brothers are beating Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy because Jungle Boy can take that pin. He's that's easy way out all the time. Mm-hmm. Dark Order have the win. SCU are probably beating Best Friends because I can't imagine they'll run back Best Friends. Dark Order. I think so. Dark Order would look really weak if they didn't win at least one match, and I think you want Dark Order in the finals. That way, you at least have some people going. Please, no, not them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I see it being either Private Party or Lucha Brothers winning this tag tournament. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think the winner of uh, Jurassic Express, Lucha Brothers, the winner of that match, I think is going to win the tournament. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, obviously, the Young Bucks winning, man, would I shit on that if they had the Young Bucks win? But at the same time, they've said in the past that Tony Khan is the one that makes the decisions yes. because I think it was even Nick Jackson that said that they wanted to lose one of the matches on one of the shows, uh, and Tony Khan said no. And so if he were to decide the Bucks are winning, then the Bucks are winning. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think they should. I mean, they're already – the fact Cody has not lost a match yet and is getting a title shot, that's one thing. Uh, I don't think anybody needs to see the Bucks win the, uh, the tag tournament, but I guess we'll see what and, happens. And I like that Tony Khan does make the final decision. Somebody has to. I agree. Somebody has to. And it, and it can't be a performer. I agree 100%. I mean, it, I mean, it can be, but it shouldn't be. I agree 100%. Uh, Bray Wyatt, so we've talked about this before. I'm going to ask you again. Is it a mistake? I think it is to have him not just getting a universal title shot, but getting a universal title shot in a Hell in a Cell match. I feel like they are painting themselves in a corner. Uh, And I made this reference before, Ryback, CM Punk. I feel like they're painting themselves in a corner just like they did with Ryback and CM Punk. And in the case of Ryback, it killed his momentum. In the case of Bray Wyatt, you put him in a Hell in a Cell match, he's going to have to sell. Like there's no there's no other option in that kind of a match. He's going to have to sell, uh, and the only way out of it is do some kind of a schmoz where like he you know knocks the door down and climbs out or some nonsense. I think it's really tone deaf and short sighted. What do you think? 
Ah, uh, man. Um, this is – I got to wait to see how it plays out because I don't want to say, oh, they have painted themselves into the corner. Maybe they have some brilliant idea, but I, I can't imagine they really do. This man has not shown me that he's got any brilliant ideas. Stuff just kind of happens. Yeah. And so I, I, I just can't help but think of Ryback CM Punk. They had this hot up-and-coming baby face, and they immediately threw him in with the heel champion. In this case, it's reverse. It's a hot and coming heel, although he's a baby face. You know what I mean? And, yeah. they're, and they're throwing him in there with the champion. It's so impatient. And, uh, and again, in a Hell in a Cell match, man, they're, I think they're really painting themselves in a corner. He's going to have to bump for Seth Rollins. No one wants to see it. And then the other thing is, if Bray wins the title... I think they risk overexposure because now he's your yeah. champion, so you'd have to have him on television more often. So uh, to me, it's so kind of I, a it's kind of a lose lose situation. I'm okay with him bumping for Rollins, but I think he should no sell it too. Yes, I think he That's, should. Yeah, he should be modern day Undertaker with I, a twist. Yes, I agree with that. Because hey, you know what? The guy is pretty young. I think he's I, I think he's not even thirty yet. Maybe I don't know. Let me yeah, let me. Oh no, he's thirty two. But still, I mean. You're probably looking at another good decade out of him if if he can do this. And he's a guy that doesn't have to wrestle in every show. Right. He can be a live event and dark match attraction. Somebody that keeps asses in the seats. Right. I And I've got people that don't watch wrestling that are like, hey, I just saw this Fiend thing. What's up with that? Yeah. That's cool. That is – I don't have that a lot. Like here and there I have that. And – I don't think you should hotshot it. I don't think you should ruin it. But maybe they've got some brilliant idea. I don't want to – I mean I should because their track record shows us that they will screw it up. But yeah. I don't want to be too negative. Who did Cedric Alexander piss off? Nobody. Nobody? Nobody. That's who. So we, Sean and I were talking about this AJ yesterday. AJ Styles, that's who. And they, they had wrestling matches. That's who he pissed off. So Sean and I were talking about this off the air about how uh, Dave Meltzer said that he was told Vince McMahon wants to bury Cedric Alexander. And that sounds strange to me because, like, why would Vince tell anybody, I want to bury Cedric Alexander? You know what I mean? Like, I can't see him telling anybody actually saying those words. That's mm -hmm. strange to me. At the same time, though, I don't really see how it does Cedric any favors that he got beat down two days in a row. Not um, everybody's going to have favors done for them. No, that's true. But it, it just – I. Again, it goes back to the fact, again, that they are just not successful in creating baby faces anymore. Are they you just... trying to bury me, Jimmy? Oh, I would do much more than, than this if I was trying to well, bury you. Well, it's funny. Son. I've lost two matches in a row. I didn't book it. I didn't book it. Actually, the first – no, I didn't. I th the first one. Who booked the first one? I guess I booked them both. Yeah, both. you did. They did. You're burying <laughs> yourself. You're burying I yourself. Booked, I booked, wrote, and directed almost all of them. But – Brady's trying to bury me. Brady edited. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Rusev, the Maria thing's a one-off, correct? Please tell me the Maria thing's a one-off. <laughs> I hope so. It is. It's got to be. It's got to be. <laughs> Here, here's the thing that I noticed. She didn't say his name on Raw. Yes, she, she said. She said, the father is, and then his music hits, and she went, well, there you go. And she is a diabolical person. She is the type of character. I mean, I should say that. Character. Yeah. She is the type of character that would be like, well, this isn't who I was going to say, but since he's here, why not? What's the end game? Maybe Vic Joseph and Dio Madden. But what's the end game with Maria? What's the point? Uh, maybe maybe they're the dad, and that's how they, they get on Raw. There's two of them. Yeah, so? Two fathers. It's like a litter, like kittens. I mean, more than one father. <laughs> okay. Uh, Science has come a long way, Jimmy. Look, you, you've almost recovered from pneumonia in a week. You're not dead. 
Thank you. Uh, I noticed that some of the fans chanted Rusev Day, and I again thought to myself, they're missing out on an opportunity. They can still salvage it. Get rid of that music, because that music does not say babyface in any capacity. Get rid of that music. Get Aiden English back out there with them. They can rehabilitate it. They missed such a big opportunity with Rusev Day. Aiden doesn't even have to wrestle. And the thing no. is, he's only he's only wrestled once since January. So they they broke up that team yeah. to not do a pay-per-view match, have Aiden English job his way out, yeah. and then hit the commentary booth for a brand that may or may not be there in a couple months. Then Rusev was put immediately into a tag team with Nakamura. Yeah. Who they had been feuding up until that point. That was one of that is such a big drop ball. Yeah, and and you just think about the fact when the fans like you is when they respond to you, and the fact that Rusev could go out there and just off the cuff say something like Lana number one and do that song, and next thing you know, the fans are singing it because yeah. they like Rusev. I think they need to try to re- rehabilitate him and do the Rusev Day thing. I posted on Twitter yesterday that WWE is so all in on Bray Wyatt that now they're selling the puppets. On, in in the stuff. shop, they're selling the heel, uh, hurt heel gloves on WWE Shop. Of course, they're selling the masks. They sold out the Rusev Day calendars when they did the pilot run. They sold them out. They could do so much stuff with Rusev with the Rusev Day thing. The guy's got so much personality, and uh, it just seems like they've, they're completely out to lunch on him. But uh, when I heard some people chanting Rusev Day, I have that little glimmer of hope, Sean, you know? Little glimmer of hope that someone in the right spot's going to hear that and that they're going to give him a shot because uh, they're they're just they're they're missing out on a big opportunity with Rusev, I think. Yeah, I, I do too. And maybe this is the reboot they need. But Jeremy Lambert, one of our writers, put on there like WWE's new method is like beat somebody a bunch, wait until they need to go away, make them come back, and then hope that the fans miss them. Like, that's their star-making method. Yeah. It shouldn't be the way that it works. No, or wait till they ask for their release and then push them in order to appease them. Over and over. And I over hate and it that they do that. That's setting such a bad precedent. I really it's hate terrible. it. It's terrible. It's terrible. All right, perfect segue, Brady. Stupid people. Stupid people is what this segment's called. You might wonder why we do it. It's not about wrestling at all. Used to be WWE's weekly usage of stupid nicknames, which we did hoping they'd stop giving wrestlers lame names. But it didn't work, so we gave up. In the new segment, we came up with this stupid people. Stupid people. Stupid people. Duh. Okay, Sean, man, I got some good ones for you. It's a lot easier when I only have to do three a week. Yeah. Instead of six, I got three good ones for you. This first one, this is reported by Yahoo Canada on September 6th. So there is a Spanish drug manufacturer, Sean, called Pharmaquimica. All right? Okay. They had their license to produce pharmaceutical products temporarily suspended. Why? Why did they have their license temporarily suspended to produce uh, pharmaceuticals? Another one of those broad ones, man. That's how I like to do it. I hate it. I don't like it. I, I like to have a good guess, Jimmy. Uh huh. Well, go ahead. Take a shot. No. All no. right. At least 13 children that took a tainted batch of a stomach medication called omeprazole developed a rare condition known as werewolf syndrome. We got a picture of one. Put it up, Brady. 
Look at that, Sean. No, that's, yes. that's fake. That's fake. No, it's real. That is fucking fake. It There's is no real. Way that's real. It's real. And you know what happened? There's and there was other pictures of other kids, but I only took the one. And you know how it happened, Sean? Jimmy, Lab- that's so obviously Photoshop. It's real. And what happened was lab tests showed that the drug omeprazole was contaminated with minoxidil, which is used to treat male pattern baldness. And so at least 13 children develop werewolf syndrome. The good news is the kids were expected to see a reversal of the condition once they got off the drug. My God. Okay, so first off, let's be fair. That photo was a schoolboy from India who suffers from werewolf syndrome, not one from this particular situation. Okay, it it was posted on the news story that I read. And I googled Holy the name. Holy crap! I know. I, I, I googled. It. I googled the name of the drug, and I found it on multiple other like real news websites with pictures of the kids. Because I always do due diligence to make sure it's not fake. It looked pretty legit to me. Wow! Hmm. My God! See, I don't want to make fun of anybody's appearance. So no, and they couldn't it, help it. They couldn't help it. And 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 you know they're probably. I'm not going to suggest that they're poor, poor families or whatever, but, you know, they, they, they were trying to help their kids with stomach conditions. So with a situation like that, like, you know, I've heard of Wolf Boy or whatever it is that has that. Like, can they get that lasered? No, like, but, well, in, in this case, they said once they got off the drug, it would reverse the condition. In this case. Because then when you no longer have the minoxidil, I guess, in your system. So, that is wild. Isn't that unbelievable? Dude. Yeah. Yep. This next one, reported by the Daily Mail on September 9. Get a load of this one, Sean. Get a load of this okay. one, buddy. A British vegan activist who is also a supposed Instagram influencer, because of course they are. So she is a British vegan activist. She is a self-proclaimed Instagram influencer. Calls herself Mythical Mia. All right? She went on a rescue mission to a rabbit farm in Spain and then she proudly documented on social media how she saved 16 rabbits. She also tried to garner sympathy by posting pictures of herself covered in blood, claiming that the farmers shot at her when she was oh when she was leaving the farm. Uh, she left out a significant detail from her little feel-good story, saving these 16 rabbits. What significant detail did she leave out? That she caused harm to the rabbits. Her mission to save those 16 rabbits led to the deaths of almost 100 other rabbits. Because these rabbits that she took had just given birth to babies. And without the mothers, the babies could not survive. Then there were other rabbits there that suffered trauma from the whole incident. Some of them suffered broken backs because of the of what happened because of the, the you know the chaos and everything. Then there were five other pregnant rabbits who suffered miscarriages because of the trauma of all of this. So in all, mythical Mia and people feel free to look her up and shit on her on social media. Mythical Mia caused the deaths of almost a hundred rabbits so that she could boast about saving sixteen on Instagram. Isn't that? Unbelievable. And look up her pictures with her with the sad little face and blonde on her face because the farmer supposedly shot at her. Isn't that unbelievable? Fuck, man. That would yeah. cause me trauma. Yeah. Jeez, dude. Yeah, man. They need to bring her back to the farm and put her in a pen for a little while, you know? Man, this is depressing. Yes. This is what she did. But you know how Come it on. is with social media. You only get one side of the story, right? That's how it yeah. is. So that's what happened. Except it's my tweets. I'm completely fair. 
Always. Last one. SRS file reported by The Print in India on September 5. Dude, this is good, too. These are good this week, Sean. And this is are good, they, too. Are they not every week? Okay, fine. But these are – wait till you hear this, all right? Wait till you hear it. So last February, the government of India approved the establishment of a conservation group. And I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to butcher the pronunciation, but they're called Rashtriya Kamdhenu Ayog. I'm going to call it RKA for short. Okay, so the government of India established a conservation group called RKA for the purpose of protecting and developing cows because cows are sacred in India. There are, yeah, you sure. know, there, there are uh, they roam all over the place. Right. It has now come out that RKA, this conservation group, they're planning to produce a drug to be taken by pregnant women that they believe will result in those women producing highly intellectual children. All right. And that is a direct quote, highly intellectual children. Um, the drug is going to be made of what, Sean? What are they going to put in the uh, in the drug in order to produce these highly intellectual children? Meth. Ghee and curd. And I know you know what ghee is. Yeah. Ghee and curd. Milk. And are you ready? Cow shit and cow piss. I was going to say, sounds about like cottage cheese right out the gate. And cow shit that. and cow piss. Well, you know. They Leoto Machida, Machida used to drink his own piss, and he became a UFC champion, Jimmy. Well, they want to produce the drug on a large scale. They want to prescribe it to women in Indian villages across the country. Because, you know, a lot of these poor villages, they're basically going to take whatever the hell you give them. And they actually believe that giving a shit pill to pregnant women is going to produce... Quote, highly intellectual children. They actually believe this in India. Well, you know what, Jimmy? We've been giving the audience shit pills for 139 episodes, and I think we got some pretty smart viewers. All right. Well, there you go. That's what's happening, Sean. Uh, I want to move on, and I want to ask you about this Ring of Honor thing. Ring of Honor posted this official statement on their website. Brady's got a picture of it. Put that up, Brady. You got that official statement? Yep. Official statement on the status of Shane Taylor and the Ring of Honor World Television title. And then at the bottom there, it says that they have agreed to terms on a buyout of his contract effective immediately. Ring of Honor is currently in negotiations with Taylor uh, for him to make his advertised defense of the television title at Death Before Dishonor, September 27. When this first came out, I hit up Sean Ross Sapp and I said, is this a work? Because I questioned the usage of the term buyout. Typically, in these situations, you don't buy out the contract. You release the talent. And so for them to use the term buyout, I was very skeptical. I asked you about it, Sean. What did you tell me? Uh, I can't remember what I told you, but I assume it's a work. You said you think it's a work. That's what you told me. So let me ask you this question, Sean. How wise do you think it is for Ring of Honor, who have plummeted in popularity over the last year and who got popular in the beginning because they were known for their work rate, They were known for clean finishes in their matches, and they were known for not insulting the intelligence of their fan base, right? They've dropped off in popularity. They got guys like Bully Ray in charge. They're doing more wrestling angles now, which they never used to do. How smart is it for them to work their fans by posting an official statement on their website that's a work? Not good. And, I mean, full disclosure, guys, I got a big feature coming on Shane Taylor Monday to promote Death Before Dishonor, I interviewed him at Maple Leaf Gardens, and the wheels were already in motion for this. I could tell. Because he said, the thing that bothers me is Ring of Honor doesn't promote me the way they promote other champions. And I'm like, all right, well, we'll see how that goes. And 
I mean, the story's filed. I've got to update it repeatedly with his comments and how things have developed and stuff like that. I'm under the impression it's a work. But still, you know, I reach out to him like, hey, you got anything to say about this? Things have changed since we talked. He didn't have anything to say. <laughs> if it's a work, uh, the powers that be of Ring of Honor are, sh- are so short-sighted. And they have a complete lack of understanding as to why their popularity has dropped off. They probably think, well, it's because we lost the Bucks and uh, and and Cody and those guys. And they it probably, is. <laughs> uh, well, it did, that certainly didn't help. But the MSG show that was their opportunity to show their fan base. We lost these guys, but here's what we have. Like you know, for the next era kind of thing yeah. and then what did they do they hot shot at Enzo and cast they brought out the beautiful people they did a bunch of bullshit with Bully Ray that was what they showed their fan base they had cooking in the next era and now they're putting up official statements working their fan base they have completely lost touch with I mean, what that, with what made them popular I mean I'm pretty sure that that article was written by not an official statement that wasn't like sent to me and as I remember the media I get that it but they put it on their website and said it's an official statement sure but their website could they not be kayfabe in their own website uh i think it's one of their kayfabe writers who writes kayfabe stuff all the time i don't know i think it's a slippery slope i don't think that wwe writing an article about roman reigns saying like oh well he's injured after the car hit him i don't think that's official i think that's them working yeah but i think that's what this is wwe has long been known for that ring of honor wasn't before they weren't. I don't get it, man. They've always had kayfabe. They've always had kayfabe. They've always had storylines. I don't know. Oh, sure, but I, I just don't like it. I think made it look like an official statement saying it was released on a – I just don't like it. I don't like it. Eh, I don't have a problem with it. It's it's kayfabe. That's just what it is. They're, they're running a storyline. Agree to disagree. How's that? Well, guys, hopefully you all don't disagree with leaving a thumbs up on this video because we need it. And don't we forget, need- the list goes on. On FightfulSelect.com, we're going to be talking about uh, Charlotte Flair. We're going to talk about Luke Harper. We're going to talk about MLW, uh, Big Cass, Tommaso Ciampa. More good stuff for you. The list goes on. We're out. Subscribe to Fightful on YouTube for the latest exclusive podcasts, interviews, and news across boxing, MMA, and pro wrestling. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.